For me personally, I think uh, the user is paramount. So I write to the user, you need to know who they are, you need to know you know, what they are trying to do, um, what information they need, what they don't need. If you're writing to your user, you're halfway there. But the difficulty then is, is actually in defining who your user is, right? Welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast, where Gowri Ram Kumar of Document 360 finds the best SaaS self-service knowledge bases in the world, and then interviews their creators. Let's get started with today's episode. Good day, everyone. Our guest today is Patrick Hammond, Project Manager at Edian. Hi, Patrick. Welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, Gary. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'm doing great. <laughs> Super. So, Patrick, I know you have an amazing journey with regard to documentation and technical writing. So, please <laughs> feel through introduce a little bit more about yourself and how did this whole journey start initially, please? Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, um, so I suppose, do you want the long version or the short version? <laughs> anything is fine <laughs> make it whichever is very interesting yeah <laughs> okay uh well yeah so i started off um coding when i was a kid I, uh, living in rural cork in ireland um nearest computer to me apart from my own was probably a mile away so that'll give you an idea uh i was thought about being a developer programming it was just what i like to do in my spare time uh, so I went to college, came out with a BSc in business information systems. And uh, after I graduated, the recession hit. So luckily, Apple in Cork were hiring. And I started off in tech support. So I wasn't exactly doing uh, development or docs at all at the start. Um, so I went from tech support to sales. And while I was in Apple, I ended up uh, becoming a communications writer. So that was what first kind of led me down the path of writing. And from there, then I, I worked for VCE, which is a joint venture between VMware, Cisco, and EMC. And that's where I became a technical writer. I, I combined my um, previous kind of technical experience and, and writing to become a technical writer then. So it was all in VCE. And uh, yeah, so all of that technical know-how and all of the programming knowledge would then kind of come to help me uh, get into the tools and process side of delivering documentation, which is where I am at now. Super, fantastic. So what is your documentation process at Adyen and who's involved? Uh, I know uh, you are um, a project manager and uh, uh, it says Doc Ops. Um, yeah. I'm so eager to know what this Doc Ops means. But, uh, Everyone is. <laughs> <laughs> So, so what's your general documentation process? Uh, you can either restrict it to ADN or to other uh, organizations yeah, yeah. In, uh, involved. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what we're doing in ADN. Um, so, technology is everything. Uh, so, we're following Docs' code approach, uh, which is laid out by Anne Gentle. I don't know if you've come across that book, but uh, we're using a combination of Git and Markdown, basically. So, we're hosting Markdown files in Git. Then we're using a CMS and a static site generator to deliver that to the internet. And um, all of it is done in a kind of a automated and iterative way with Jenkins. So we're, uh, yeah, we're docs as code. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, super. So maybe let me just ask you this question in the beginning itself. So what is dog ops, please? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, there's definitely, I think it goes back to CA Technologies came up with the idea. If you know what DevOps is, i.e. it's, it's kind of an approach to development that, uh, yeah, involves kind of taking on more than just doing the development, taking on other other kind of roles uh, as far as writing code. Well, DocOps is the same idea. So the idea being that, um, you know, you've collaborative authoring, you're, uh, you're, you have people all working in the same place in the same system. You kind of don't have silos of information. Um, you are giving the option for customers to provide feedback, um, that kind of stuff. So it's it's more of an approach to documentation, um, and yeah, kind of about making a more complete uh, approach to documentation than just writing the docs. Mm-hmm. Super. That's that's interesting. Did that elaborate for you? <laughs> yeah, because I'm not, I've not heard of this. Um, a profile in specific. Uh, of course, I'm learning quite a lot as I do this podcast with different guests. But this is something new that uh, we came across. So that's that's interesting. Um, so how do you manage your documentation workflow, uh, Patrick? That is probably the golden question, right? Um, so obviously, I'm not currently working in the docs, but I did have a pretty big role in in defining how we do it all. So. Uh, the way that the requests come to us first off, it can be from, like I say, customers through feedback mechanisms. It can be internally through feedback mechanisms. We have the option for that as well. Um, and then once, yeah, we were using Utrack to track those requests. Then. So something comes in, it goes into Utrack. Um, from there, then uh, it's all about kind of collaborating with the sponsor to understand and flesh out the story. Uh, then the writer will begin work in a branch. So they're actually creating their own branch to work on. Once they've done it, reviewed it, then they merge it and it goes live the next time we uh, publish the docs. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Um, so uh, I know, um, I, I'm just uh, curious to know how big is your team? Like how many people are involved in the documentation? Yeah, uh, so the number is actually always changing. So um, mm-hmm. we're, we're constantly growing. Uh, but I think on the last count that I did, it was 15. So mm. there's a, that includes, we have technical writers, we have front-end developers, we have back-end, we have uh, UX people, product designers, all, all kinds of people working on it. Fantastic, fantastic. So that's a lot of uh, team collaborations and uh, making sure uh, the communication is kept uh, clean. Yeah, it's desperately important. Um, even just stuff like having a front-end developer on your team, mm-hmm. you know, it means that you can really kind of change the experience on the actual doc site, not, not just kind of deliver something very, I don't know, ugly-looking. You can involve people who are, whose job it is to make things look nice. So that's why we have designers, we have front-end people working together. Super. So, um, of course, there's lots to document and uh, write, but when it comes to important factors, uh, what do you consider uh, when when considering uh, documentation? 
well, for me personally, I won't speak for everyone on our team. <laughs> for me personally, I think uh, the user is paramount. So I write to the user, you need to know who they are. You need to know, you know what they are trying to do and what information they need, what they don't need. If you're writing to your user, you're halfway there. But the difficulty then is, is actually in defining who your user is, right? So you need to allow feedback and you need to get an idea of how the target audience is actually using your docs. Um, and yeah, after after user focus, I'd say documentation quality is the other important bit. So that again, it you know, it's it's been part of my work in defining a lot of tools for our team is, you know, what are the tools that can improve the quality of our documentation? So how do we make sure there's no broken links? How do we make sure that images are all working, that there's no missing resources like that? How do we make sure that the quality of the text is actually well written, you know, so there's, yeah, the, the, the making sure that the quality is maintained in the documentation and trying to weed out issues before they arise in the first place is, uh, yeah, another uh, important factor. Fantastic. So basically, uh, the audience is the main factor who, whom the documentation is targeted for. Yeah, definitely. Super, super. So we did briefly speak about the team size and uh, you did help me understand your team structure. So just following on that uh, point, uh, how do you report on your documentation and um, who do you report to? Yeah, so um, I guess for me, I report to our team lead, um, Miguel. Uh, so we have... Um, yeah, I guess with me, it's I'm not exactly writing docs anymore, so it's a bit different anyway. Um, because yeah, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a reporting on my documentation per se. But yeah, we have a we have a team lead. Mm-hmm. Does that answer the question? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Your team leads. Okay. Yeah, that, that's fine. <laughs> Super. Uh, so I think, um, uh, let me just ask you this question as it is. Um, so in your opinion, what has been the most important innovation when it comes to document tracking uh, during your entire career? Mm, that's interesting. Uh, with documentation tracking, what when you say tracking specifically, what do you mean? Do you mean so, actually... Uh, yeah, I mean... Um, as I said in the beginning of the meeting, um, I am coming across different profiles uh, as and when I uh, interview uh, different guests from, from this um, uh, podcast journey. So before that, I never knew that so many different variation of role existed in documentation. So similarly, in your career, um, what, what do you think is the most important innovation uh, when it comes to document? Doc- or you can just make it as documentation. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's an interesting one. Um, for me personally, I suppose I would say unstructured docs are, are like docs as code, markdown docs, you know, moving away from um, from very, very structured stuff like data and doc book, that kind of thing. I think uh, for me, it's been incredibly important because it's a lot easier to get developers to collaborate when you're working in Markdown from from everything that we've seen. And when you're working in Git, you know, they're used to these tools. It's easy for them to, you know, go and do a pull request or, or whatever versus, uh, yeah, if they're working in a system that they have zero experience with, it makes it a lot more difficult to get buy-in from, yeah 
developers and other teams. Mm-hmm. So for me, the the whole docs is called movement and the, the movement to storing documentation in Markdown in Git um, has been the biggest, most okay. important factor. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Uh, so um, you did mention that uh, uh, one of the important factors is um, the audience who this documentation is targeted for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so does it mean that all your documentation are publicly available uh, or is it uh, only for um, um, current employee employees or current customers with the username and password protect? Oh, I get you. Um, yeah, no, our well, our public docs are publicly available. So if it's a customer-facing thing, then yeah, it's it's publicly available. No login or username or password required. They're all straight available on docs.idn.com. So um, I think in general, again, getting back to kind of the idea of doc ops and having fostering cross collaboration and all of this kind of stuff, uh, it's a lot easier to get feedback from people when they don't need to log in to. Yeah, to do so. Mm-hmm. True, true. So in that sense, uh, are you aware of um, any organic search traffic being generated from your uh, knowledge base or documentation? I saw this question in the list and I had zero idea what it meant. <laughs> so uh, when you say like uh, organic search traffic being generated from it, how, how do you mean? Like uh, some SEO, um, um, just to optimize your SEO, because um, normally, let's say, for example, our own product documentations from Kowai, uh, we do mm-hmm. um, um, we do assess or analyze the organic uh, search traffic from, from the documentation okay. just to see uh, where the interest is coming from or which part ah, of the okay. is being... Um, so yeah, we're using Google Analytics to look at yeah what pages are the most popular, for example, or or what uh, what keywords even are being searched. I think we've, we've done a bit of that, um, but mostly it's it's defining kind of which are the most popular pages, which pages aren't getting traffic. From there, you can kind of do other work as well. You can use things like Hotjar to discover what parts of the page people are looking at. Yeah, and you can kind of come to a conclusion. Okay, is this page actually relevant, or is there something about this page that's putting people off? You know, why why is it that they're not uh, clicking through to it, or you know, is it just irrelevant? So it, it makes it a bit easier to to classify the pages a bit more, and and yeah, determine how popular are they really. Yeah, yeah. So, so just it all ultimately helps us to give an overall. Um, enhanced uh, experience to the customers, right? And uh, yeah. give them the right set of documentation. Hopefully, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it can be difficult, right? Because like you're looking at, um, let's say you're looking at search terms or you're looking at the pages that people navigate to and you can you can kind of draw conclusions from it, but the conclusions might not be correct. You know, you might decide, all right, this page isn't necessary because nobody's looking at it, but then it turns out actually uh, they're not seeing the link to the page or the title of the page is done in such a way that it isn't clear to them why they should look at it or you haven't, you know, added it to next steps or something like that. So you have to be kind of a bit careful as well not to just, yeah, completely take it at face value and say, okay, no one is looking at this page, let's remove it immediately. It's not that simple. Yeah, absolutely. 
Super. Um, so I think we are kind of uh, come to the end of the gen- general questions, Patrick, um, mm-hmm. but we still got the rapid <laughs> fire round. <laughs> so uh, let me let me ask you the three questions I normally ask all my guests. Um, so it. who have you learned the most about documentation from in your career? This one is a cheesy answer, but uh, the people around me, different technical writers I've met, different managers, different uh, uh, different documentarians, I think is the word that people are using. Uh, so yeah, like um, definitely from from other team members and uh, yeah, from from the actual people that are using the docs, those are the people. Fantastic. Yeah, I think that that's one great way to learn where diversified information, right? Experience. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Super. So uh, with regard to documentation related resource, um, can you share one or two titles that you have consumed recently? Yeah, I was looking at this question as well, and I was kind of uh, not as, So, do you mean what documentation I've actually used myself recently? Kind of, uh, so, I'm, I'm sure you might be go following few blogs from some uh-huh. someone or uh, read a book uh, about okay. documentation, some publications, journals. Uh, yeah, any any documentation related resource. Yeah, um, you know, it tends to be all over the place. Like at the moment, I'm doing a master's in information design and development. So I'm actually technically kind of reading tons of research on documentation quality is one of the the big areas that I'm looking at at the moment. Um, Stuff like readability and understandability. So rather than maybe a blog or what have you, a lot of what I'm looking at recently is really, really kind of technical and in the weeds you know it's it's really in-depth kind of stuff um so yeah uh i guess that would be the main thing um other than that the kind of yeah there's certain staples of the of the profession i would say i think when i was first starting off yeah whatever it's now at this stage it's like eight years ago which is depressing uh when i first started off i think and gentle or the uh sorry ceramatics uh was one of the people who I was reading a lot and I think everyone is reading Tom Johnson, right? He's the the kind of main uh documentation guy. Yeah, I would I rather know. be writing, yeah. I'd rather be writing, exactly. Uh, yeah. so I don't always agree with everything they say, definitely. I think that's that's normal, but um it is definitely good to have people out there who clearly care that much about documentation and want to push community on. So that's what I'm trying to do here in my own small way. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. So my last question, what is the one piece of documentation related advice you would give to your old, sorry, to your 20 year old self? Uh, Yeah, I tell him that documentation is a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Because like when when I was a student, um, no, I'm not that old, but this was... I graduated around 2008, 2009, around there. And um, even at that stage, I uh, I was barely kind of aware of documentation. I'd read wikis, I'd read facts, that kind of stuff, FAQs. I had, I'd done a lot of my own reading of documentation, but I never really thought of it as an organized thing that there would be a team for, that it was even a job, you know. So, uh, yeah, the most documentation that I knew about probably at the time was writing comments in my own code and 
yeah, maybe maybe a wiki. So yeah, I would probably go back and go, hey, you know, this is actually an entire profession. This is an important thing, you know, and this is how you can support it. And this is how you can get into. It. Super. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that I that's kind of um, um, what I was I've been um, iterating few times now. Different profiles, uh, UI UX uh, developers and. Uh, um uh, technical architects so yeah it's okay. amazing um how different profiles and new roles come into play <laughs> yeah for sure yeah i think in in the case of um in the case of doc ops it's kind of like that as well right because it's yeah like you said yourself there you hadn't come across it or, or you've, you've kind of only vaguely heard of it it's one of those things that is slowly being kind of demystified but a lot of people don't know if it is even a thing so it's kind of similar to me with documentation when I was a young fellow um, and all of all of this stuff should all at the end of the day just make it easier for writers to write that's the, the simplest way to put it true super so I think I am done with all my questions is there anything else okay. I missed to ask you Patrick that you would like to share with your audience today I guess uh, not. I think I think we got through <laughs> everything that was there to talk about. Uh, Super. So, <laughs> right. um, again, it's been an um, a good experience for us listening to you. And uh, you, as I said, uh, you have had an amazing journey. Uh, I know you worked for Apple and uh, a few other organizations um, um, and currently you're with uh, um, ADN. So uh, amazing to hear your story and how you originally got into this uh, uh, profile. So good luck with all your future uh, adventures and uh, take care and enjoy the sun. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I, I suppose actually, yeah. Um, in relation to what you just asked, if anyone has any questions on Doc Ops or on how we do docs, just reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn and all the usual places. Super, super. Yes, please do so. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thanks very and, much. Uh, have a good day. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Please head to iTunes, rate, and provide honest feedback on the podcast. See you next week.